0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first ever episode of Chi Alpha After Hours, where your hosts, Cassie, Nathan, and Christian, here to take a closer look at what it means to follow Jesus on a university campus, particularly Oregon State University, where we are. We hope these discussions, interviews, and testimonies will be an encouragement to you as you go about your week. We plan to post episodes every Tuesday of the school year. Each one should be about 20 minutes, so it should be easy to fit into your schedule as you're walking around campus or hanging out at home. Episodes will be available on the Chi Alpha at Oregon State website and hopefully everywhere you listen to podcasts. I think it's safe to say that not all of our listeners know all of us well, so how about we each start by sharing a bit about our experience in campus ministry and how we came to be at OSU. I'll start us off. I've been in campus ministry for about three years. I got involved as a student at Western Washington University, and then from there uh, became an intern with their ministry. And now I'm here at OSU. This is my third year, and I'm excited to start reaching out to students. Christian, would you go next?
1: Yeah, so I'm Christian Anderson, and I've been involved in campus ministry in Chi Alpha for about 12 years. I started A ministry at a community college in Washington. It was called Skagit Valley College was the ministry I was at and God just placed it on my heart to pioneer ministries and so a couple years ago he said let's pioneer a ministry down at Oregon State. So I've been here now for about
2: two years. At Western Washington University I did a year at uh, Washington State University and then Skagit Valley College and uh, then Christian said follow me and I was like (laughs) You're not Jesus. And then Jesus was like, go follow Christian. I was like, okay, fine. And then I came to Oregon State University with Christian two and a two years ago. So Christian got here a few months before I did. But
0: All right. Great. Thank you guys. It's been really fun getting to know you over the last month or so down here in Corvallis. And I'm really excited about the podcast because I think this will be a great space for us to hear how other people who love Jesus think about different aspects of living out our faith. And, you know, we might disagree sometimes, which is actually kind of fun. Uh, That's part of what being the church is all about. So let's take a minute and share a bit about the kinds of things we'll be talking about this year uh, to set some expectations for our listeners. So this podcast is for space to go deeper into topics uh, that are maybe mentioned in the sermons, but we don't have time to fully cover Um, topics that might be appropriate or sorry, might not be appropriate for sermons, but are still relevant to following Jesus. Like it's hard to talk about politics in a sermon, but we might do that here on the podcast. Uh, we'll share some testimonies from the staff, because sometimes that's a good way to get to know people when you're not personally with them every week. Um, we might do some missionary interviews or even Q&A. So if you have a topic suggestion, feel free to reach out to us on social at OregonStateXA.com. That's an email address. And you can give us topic suggestions or ask questions or whatever, and we will get back to you and hear that.
1: I've got a suggestion for a topic. Can yeah. we do cooking with Nathan one day? <laughs>
2: I only, just for our listeners to know, I only know how to make nachos and pizza, but they're <laughs> phenomenal. Does anyone do a cooking podcast?
0: There are definitely cooking podcasts. Oh,
1: right. Okay. There's podcasts for everything, Christian. Yes. Maybe we'll have some Nathan nachos on the podcast coming up.
0: That makes it sound like we're eating, Nathan. That
1: sounds like a terrible thing to record <laughs> when we're eating.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well.
0: Yes. One hundred percent.
2: This is our director. Nachos this is a, with Nathan. This is the ideas that our director brings <laughs> to the table, is eating nachos while recording a podcast. Well, I'm new to this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're at the end of our first week on campus in COVID season, which is a little weird. Uh, it was definitely strange seeing campus emptier than usual and having the only tables out there be from various Christian ministries. Something I noticed this week especially is that more students are reaching out online to get a sense of what our communities are about. Something that I've noticed this week especially is that more students are reaching out online to get a sense of what our communities care about aside from the shared value of following Jesus. I run our Kai Alpha social media accounts and I've had a few students ask me what we prioritize as a ministry. I'm still new to our community here, but one of the first things you guys shared with me, Nathan and Christian, were the five core values of Chi Alpha at OSU. So here in our first episode, I wanted us to take some extra time to discuss what those students are asking. So what do we care about as a ministry? What should an incoming freshman know about who we are uh, using our five core values? So let's start with family. What does it mean when we say that being a family is one of our core values?
2: Christian and I are just staring at each other right now because neither of us knows
1: what to say. <laughs> Nathan and I are exhibiting what family is right now with um some... Which is a lot of awkward tension, stares. Yeah, some tension. <laughs> so what it really stands for is that God calls us not to be um, a social group. He doesn't call us just to be doing things together or even just to serve together he calls us to this deep reality of of being um bonded um to each other and the best the best word that that describes that is family so you know in the new testament and the bible it always talks about the the christians as brothers and sisters or um uses familiar ter- familial terms you know so the the apostles will say dear children you know talking about sons and daughters and so we just believe here at Kai Alpha that people should be more than um, friends; that there should be this family component. Now, there isn't like that's not to freak anybody out. Like, oh my goodness, I'm joining some cult, and as soon as I show in, like, oh man, they're gonna they want to invite me to Thanksgiving or something. But um, the real point is mostly that we we believe in progressively growing deeper. In relationships and not just staying at the surface level but we we eventually what we want to do is become a family here you have any thoughts about that Nathan yeah um, I would say that
2: um, the idea of a family is one of like heritage so you think of like your parents your parents are hugely important in the process of you becoming you Um, They're the ones that are the authority in describing who you are and um, informing you about the reality of the world. And so, which seems very like maybe pretentious or or maybe too much authority for any one group but that's actually how christianity is in a lot of ways it's it's about informing people it's about encouraging people it's about describing the world around us so that we can all work together so that we can all effectively care for one another so that we can all um be close Mm -hmm. and belong to one another in like the deepest sense of that word not in the sense of like, oh, I have sort of like a passing attachment to the person, but like a sense of belonging, a sense of like long standing commitment um, that transcends choice even. It's, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. We're not a cult. We're not a cult. (laughs) We're not a cult. Yeah. I think family captures this value of, we're going to stand by each other no matter Mm. what, even when we disagree or even when things are hard or we need to confront one another. Um, And that's really powerful. I think a lot of us don't come from like biological families who are Mm -hmm. like that. And so here in Kai Alpha, we have this opportunity to say, okay, maybe I didn't choose to get to know you or, you know, we just ended up in this group together, but we're still committed to standing up for each other and, and being attached to each Mm -hmm. other, no matter what, which I think you were starting to get at Nathan. Um, Like we belong together because God brought us together, not necessarily because of our own choices,
1: yeah, and I think, like, a healthy family enjoys each other, too. You know, yeah. like, there's a sense of joy or something. Yeah, yeah, family, you know, like how Nathan, I mean, whenever I come and see Nathan, he's like, he lights up. No, that's oh. a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really do that. But, but the sense of, like, you know, that we actually enjoy being mm. together and mm-hmm. that, you know, oh, I would never miss Christmas dinner because I want to see my family, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know a lot of people come from broken families, but the, the ideal of like Mm. being able to enjoy your family. um, people don't get married to somebody because they think I'm going to hate having my meals with this person for the rest of my life. You know, that's probably a bad
2: sign. That would be a bad
1: (laughs) sign. You know, it's, you you have to have this joy, Mm. um, also in that relationship too. So Mm -hmm. I think that's some of the value that we see there. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So we might be dysfunctional, but we're here together no matter what. That's what family's about. Okay, um, so the second one is all people, and when I think about that, I think about the word choice. I think that's interesting, um, or diction for you English majors. Um, it makes me think about words like diversity and inclusion. So why do we think about all people as the phrase that we want to use to describe one of our values?
2: So yeah, this was like took us, I think, over a year to come up with this word, this phrasing of this word um, and it really is a reflection of the like Jesus's gospel and his story and his life is like one of like it doesn't matter who you are you I want you to be with me mm-hmm. um, and so we thought of a lot of different phrasings and, and things like that and there's um, a lot of there's a long story to it but I won't go into that But we ultimately felt that the phrase all people was one that was very, like, warm and very, like, descriptive and very um, approachable, I think, is what I would say. And not very entrenched in political ideas and stuff like that, maybe. We just wanted people to feel like this is a place where all people can be, no matter where they're from um, and no matter what their opinions about God is, even— Um, we, we would love to have atheists in our group. We would love to have agnostics. Ultimately, we want them all to be loving Jesus more, um, and, and coming into that. But like at, at uh, the first step into the community, we wanted them to feel like this is a place for all people to be and worship the Lord and, and know more about the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that there's an us versus them kind
1: of mentality. Um, so I think too, like with that, like just this idea of like, um, Jesus tells us just to be interested in learning about people that aren't like ourselves. You know, like that's like one of the main themes of the New Testament, actually, is that um, people are trying to like like the early church is trying to just hang out with people who are like them. Mm -hmm. And by either God allowing persecution or by God sending people out, like he says, it is not okay for you to just be hanging out with people who are like you. And he means different ethnic groups, people who speak different languages. He means the poor people. He means people who are um, in political offices that people don't prefer. You know, he's saying every single person in the world, you need to have an interest in, regardless of their race, ethnicity, sexual orientation, anything. Mm -hmm. And that's just the heart that we want every person to have. Um, You know, uh, Nathan is like a pseudo Catholic guy. So, yeah. you know, so um, <laughs> he just he just loves the the Catholics and he loves, um, he especially loves the monks. And um, there's one saint that, that a lot of us appreciate is uh, St. Francis. And he has a prayer and one of the lines in that prayer is that I seek to understand rather than to be understood. And um, just that heart, we, we want that heart to be in every single person is mm. that I want to understand what other people's experience is like rather than the need to be understood, because ultimately that comes, we can only be content in how we're understood in a relationship with God. He's the only person that can really understand us, but he gives us this drive and this curiosity and this hunger to understand other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, actually, I mean, I know that, you know, you're kind of new here, Cassie, but like even in your time at Chi Alpha, um, in Washington, you know, Can you think of a relationship that was like that, that you got to meet with somebody that was different, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think there's a real challenge here. You know, God is going to bring people into our lives. And um, sometimes we might feel a little weird about that at first. Um, I met my friend, Sammy. She was coming in. She had heard about CCF, which is what we called the Kai Alpha chapter there. Um, And we met and I was like, hey, you're at the door. Do you want to come sit with people? And um, her her ethnicity is black, and we just talked a lot about um, culturally, how that had affected her bringing up and um, what her time in college was like, and all of that. And I think there's a real challenge there for us is to make a culture that's so about following Jesus that we're not entrenched in these other things that we bring. Not to say that those things aren't important um, because they are, but they also inform the way that we follow Jesus and every person. Reflects what God is like, and I think seeing the value in that is really important. Um, but I also see this value as a challenge to us, mm. as we're going out on campus and even online um, to really include people from different backgrounds. And
1: yeah, I think too, like Jesus, like it's like he wants us to be more fully us. Like I think that's the big thing. Is I think there's a lot of you know um, in college when I was learning about people accused. Christianity is a colonializing thing, which it has a history of doing that in the past. But the ideal that Jesus sends us to is that actually like that when we follow Jesus, we can be more ourselves Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that, that actually um, we have other markers or different things that we try to. Put on ourselves, which actually kind of can be stereotypes for us, but that God wants us to be more fully us. And so, regardless of what culture we come from, like He wants us to be more fully um, in that background, in that culture. You know, He doesn't want to take somebody from one culture and put them into another culture. That's not what following Jesus looks like. It means Fully praising God in your native language, mm-hmm. um, in your cultural understanding, um, come into a place of knowing Jesus in in whatever um, place that you're found.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, good answers, you guys. Okay, let's talk about hardcore. Uh, this is the one that was most intriguing for me uh, as we were talking about what this community is about. I'm like, oh, this is different. Okay, um, so let's talk about what we mean when we say we're hardcore. What, what does that mean to you?
2: You should YouTube, School of Rock, Hardcore, (laughs) Jack Black, and you will understand. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) But you should watch that. Um, But uh, when we say Hardcore was actually one of the first ones that I think we thought of, and we love it. (laughs) Um, It is, uh, we, I think there's just this mentality of, like, it's hard. I think in our cultures, like, sometimes it's, oh man, this is really hard to do. So that's a reason not to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: we try to like flip it in our head in Chi Alpha, of like, it's hard. That actually might be a reason we should do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one phrase that I've, I've heard is like a lot of good things are just hard things. A lot of good things in life that God wants us to achieve are just going to be difficult. Um, and there's something very sympathetic about the Lord in that, I think. he He's not saying, go do this thing uh, ambivalent towards the fact that it is difficult. I think the Father sent Jesus to earth knowing that it was going to be hard for his son to be on earth, mm-hmm. away from him suffering and dying and things and, and um, uh, being hated by people. He knew that was going to be hard. But ultimately, to achieve good things, you have to do hard things. And hardcore is really just um, an a phrase or a word that tries to capture that. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
2: that spirit of like, I do hard things because they're good things.
0: Yeah. I think there's a real opportunity to grow when you do the harder thing rather than the easier mm-hmm. thing. Um, It's like, you know, this actually might fail, but I could learn from it. Mm -hmm. And there's value in that, Mm -hmm. which maybe our culture doesn't see that often. I think Mm -hmm. especially, you know, as a student in university, I was in a lot of classes that were discussion based and people wouldn't speak up unless they knew they had the right answer. But then you're never going to find out if Mm -hmm. your maybe answer was right. You know, it's Mm -hmm. a different thing. And so I think having that mentality of we're going to do the hard thing and find out if it if it sinks or swims, that's okay. Um, There's value in that.
1: Yeah. I think you think about the, the proudest moments of your life and you think about something that was difficult. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You think about a challenge you overcame, or I was really proud because Mm -hmm. I really, I did this all the way. Like it was something where you took a risk. It was something where you chose to step up to the challenge. And, um, that's what, that's what God calls us to do. He sends us out. You know, I was thinking about how, like someday I'm going to send my kid to go, my son to go, uh, hit a baseball I'm gonna have another kid who doesn't even have a driver's license throw a ball at my son and he's gonna to have to hit it and it's definitely gonna hit him
0: yeah like the ball is gonna hit him
1: <laughs> but it's like an opportunity for my son to to have like um you know courage mm-hmm. and then when he gets hit to be able to pick himself up and gain a lot of self-confidence and to do something significant you know and so To do a hard thing, man. Yeah, we're Kai Alpha. We do hard things. We don't even joke around with that. That's Mm -hmm. just how it is. (laughs) Life is hard. We do hard things. Yeah. Shazam. Yeah. Our life is dope and we do dope stuff. That's it.
2: Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would also say that, like, if you look at church history, I would say the most powerful things in church history have been people that have been, like, there's a figurative, metaphorical Goliath and they're just like I'm not backing down because of that. Uh St. Patrick, he's like I'm going to go back to the community that enslaved me and I'm going to preach the gospel to them and he mm-hmm. converts the is really well he doesn't know. convert it all by himself, but he's like the one that started the whole thing and then they in turn actually saved a lot of knowledge for the European people because people were burning books or something like that. And the Irish were like, hey, we're going to copy all those good books. So thank the Irish for your knowledge.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I think the disciples knew what they were signing up for, having watched Mm -hmm. Jesus die Mm -hmm. for this. So... Um, I think there's a sense of that carried into this value of, okay, you know, we know what we're signed up for and that might be hard, but here we are and we're going to do it together. Like that's in community. It's not just you going out on your own, doing the hard stuff Mm and that's good. All right. So up next, we are learners. Obviously we're all here at a university. So on some level we care about learning. So what does it mean as a ministry community when we say we care about learning?
1: I think so many people have an experience in a church or a faith community where it's like, can I ask a hard question?
0: Mm-hmm. Or
1: when they ask a question, people feel like it's threatening, mm-hmm. and um, like, oh, you know. Um, I remember asking um, my youth pastor. I, there was a really scary passage about some kind of judgment. It was. It's in Matthew. It's about the the banquet and uh, and all these people refuse an invitation to Jesus. And then he ends up in saying like, oh, they can't come. And then all these people do come, except one guy shows up and he's not dressed right. And he's like, I'm kicking you out. You showed up to the wedding and you're not even dressed. And I was like, what is going on in this passage? Like, why is Jesus being so mean to this guy who said yes to coming in? And um, I went and asked my youth pastor that. And he said, yeah, that's a crazy passage. Hey, I gotta go. See you later. <laughs> and I remember thinking, what, what, what is that? You know. Um, and in some ways, you know, he was he was always encouraging me to learn. And, and I think maybe in that instance, he was saying, you can figure it out on your own. You just need to pray. You know. Mm-hmm. But but in in a real sense, like I think there's always been this like weird teeter totter between um, searching and inquiry. Mm-hmm. And church life and people don't feel free to ask all the questions and we just value learning mm-hmm. like jesus says i'm the truth and when he says i'm the truth that's an invitation to learn mm-hmm. all truth in this world and that we don't need to be afraid of asking our questions
0: mm-hmm.
2: i think that there's like one of the i think really beautiful sentiments within christianity is the sense that um Jesus is like the revelation of God. What do I mean by revelation? I mean he is the one that reveals who he is. And there's this sense of like, there's this genuine like true sense that Jesus is trying to convey that God wants to be known by man. Mm -hmm. Um, And similar to what Christian's saying is like, there's this level that Jesus is like, I want you to ask the questions, I think. I want you to know me. I want you to discover me. I want you to discover yourself. I want you to ask the hard questions. He doesn't really shy away from anything. Jesus never shies away from things. He He's always up to the challenge. And to kind of add on to what Christian is saying, like much of my childhood, I grew up in the church. Um, and the church I grew up in, I'd be like, well, what about evolution? Mm-hmm. And my pastor would just be like, look at me blankly. And that was it. And I'm like, this is unhelpful. I'm like 12 years old. I'm learning this stuff well, how, what does this say about me? You know, um, they're, they're really, really big questions. And I really did feel marginalized for much of my youth because I always had really hard questions that no one else cared to answer mm. and, or even have a conversation with me about. And so within Chi Alpha, we're very much like ask the question. We can't promise you we have an answer, but there's no shame in asking the question if it's an honest question. Um, And so we really, we really value people having questions. We really encourage people to read books and, and think for them, think for themselves, I guess, in trying to understand the Lord, Um, having those existential like questions and, and things like that. Um, And trying to know him through inquiry. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, God doesn't always give us answers. I read Job.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think what I've heard both of you say is that the learning is a process. You know, we can ask those questions. We might learn more over time and through experience too. Um, But I think there is a myth out there that we have to have blind faith or, you know, once you accept Jesus, that's it. And so in this, I see like this is a continuous thing that we care about and we're going to keep asking questions and keep reading scripture and wondering as we go. Yeah. Okay, our last one is that we are on mission. And Jesus calls all Christians to be on mission. So that's not unique to us. But it is something that we say we prioritize as a ministry. So practically, how does this play out for our community?
2: Go meet students you don't know. That's, that's the heart of our on-mission sentiment, I think, is... Um, one, I think that there is this false idea that, oh, the pastors are the ones supposed to meet people, which is true, but the great commission is for everyone that calls themselves a follower of Christ. Um, and so like, I think that like we have like beyond trips, which is a missions trip to various places. Uh, we went to Cambodia two years ago and we have other trips planned, But um, the heart of it is the mission field is between your own two feet. Go to your classroom, go to your dining hall, go talk to someone you don't know, and love them like the Lord does.
0: Which means being their friend.
2: Which is being their friend, yes. (laughs) You don't have to talk about Jesus the first time. Whoa. Like, that's, I do it all the time. I make friends with people and they know I'm Christian and like that's going to open doors for more meaningful conversations along the way. Um, We believe in a relational uh, form of evangelism, which is I'm going to make a friend. I'm going to talk to him for years. I'm not going to like, I'm not trying to earn the merit badge of, hey, I saved someone, which is very untrue because the Lord saves people. Mm -hmm. I'm just
1: there to witness it. Yeah. Yeah. I I think kind of along with that, like uh, just kind of supplement is like, I've been thinking a lot about like, I've been thinking about any kind of movement, whether it be the Revolutionary War or, you know, St. Patrick or any of the revivals within the church, what has to happen in a person's life to see, um, especially the kingdom of God come, is that we need to lay down we need to say god's kingdom is more important than my kingdom Mm -hmm. that we need to say i'm going to abandon actually i'm going to i'm going to put my my agenda underneath god's agenda i'm going to say all of my things are secondary in in reference to what god is trying to build on this earth eternally and so There has to be this abandoning of yourself, a dying to yourself and saying, God's mission is more important than my mission. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you are here. You know, all these students are here. And when I went to college, I went to college to learn. I was an English major, so I learned how to read. Um, So, but ultimately, you know, I was there to get an education. But ultimately, God had me there, not merely to get an education, but to tell others about him. Mm -hmm. He had a bigger mission of what he was doing. And so locating ourselves, like saying, yeah, I I know I have a a reason I'm here, and that's important, but ultimately there's a bigger reason why I'm here, that God has a a kingdom agenda. He has a kingdom goal that he wants to do through me. And so embracing that and saying all of my concerns are second. Mm -hmm. I think that's, you know... Have that mission emphasis saying, mm-hmm. I'm about the kingdom of God.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And stepping out in faith and trusting that God's going to meet you wherever that is. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah. God is good. <laughs> All right. Well, those are our five values. I hope that was helpful for you, whether you're uh, just checking out our ministry or returning this year. Um, I thought we should close. Like, there are a bunch of students out there, hopefully some who are listening to this, who are right at the beginning of their time at university. Um, So going into probably four years of this in a very weird time. Um, So thinking for us, what advice do you wish someone had given you in your first week of college that we can now impart to other people?
1: I think I would, I wish, um, I would have taken more risks. And, um, and not been so nervous, like that. I wish I would have uh, went and met more people, been mm-hmm. less self conscious. Um, which I'm not a very self conscious person, <laughs> and I still feel like I wish I would have been more out there or um, learned about opportunities. You know, I think even like studying abroad for a quarter, like man, I would have to. You know, or learning another language. You know, some of these things that I thought. Oh, that would be really hard. And so I kind of held back. Um, or, oh, that person, they're too cool for me to go meet. And then, you know, one thing I've learned about people that you think are really cool is they're a lot less cool when you meet them. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's not because they aren't cool. It's just you build up these ideas of who they are mm-hmm. and they become monolithic, whatever. But most of them are pretty nerdy or pretty, like, ridiculous. And uh, once you learn that ridiculousness, it's so easy to be their friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and so I just wish, you know, really relationally, whether in school, I just would have taken more risks, had more confidence. Um, yeah.
2: I think similarly, I think, you know, this is a little bit about, a little bit of my story is um, not asking Christians questions, wanting to grow in my faith, but finding very few people that, wanted to engage me on that level and when I got to college I'd learned no one has answers Mm -hmm. and no one really cares all that much and so I was actually in university for three years before I got plugged into Chi Alpha Mm -hmm. where people actually were like no you have good questions you have good thoughts let's talk about them kind of thing and so I wish I had uh, uh not given up on the possibility of of there being people that actually gave him crap. Yes, I'm a pastor, and I said crap. Um, Can you say that on a
0: podcast? <laughs> yes. Yes. The CDC so.
1: rule or
2: something? Or FCC? <laughs> FCC? <laughs> no, the CDC does not have anything to say on this issue. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think okay. I would I would say like, um, you know, I know that the pastoral staff in particular are like really excited to meet people talk to people, sit down have coffee mm-hmm. um and talk about big stuff. Um and I would um be very disheartened to hear that someone was like I I'm not I don't think anybody actually wants to listen to me and I'm like no, we definitely do.
0: Mm-hmm. We definitely do. I think for me I needed relational advice. Um I grew up with the sense that faith was something you believed in but not necessarily something lived out in community. And so when I went to college, I think it was really hard for me because I wasn't looking for people. Um, so my advice would be to find solid friendships and build those and commit to those. Um, for me, before you start dating someone, uh, I think that would have been good advice. Um, work it on is that.
1: good advice.
0: <laughs> I'm like thinking about the people that I've been meeting How about with. this
1: advice? Date the pers- first person you meet. no. Is that bad advice?
0: Yes, that was what I did.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So don't date the first person you
2: meet. Don't do that. Okay. Definitely don't do that. I'm just going to edit Christian out. (laughs) I'm just going to edit him out.
0: (laughs) So I think for me, um, I've I've been meeting with a bunch of freshmen this last year and just hearing their stories. I'm like, you know, if you want to grow in your faith, try and take like a year or two to build other friendships before you start dating someone. I think that's really important for maturing and coming to a good place where you're actually supported well enough to do that well. Mm -hmm. That's that's my advice. All right. Great. That was our first episode, you guys. We did it. (laughs) All right. If you're out there listening, thanks for taking time during your week to learn more about who we are as a ministry. We hope this will be helpful for you. Have a great week. And remember, we're here for you. And so is God.